Welcome to Brand Me. I'm Preston Conrad, and on this show, we'll talk all things branding, from launching a product line to owning your side hustle. We'll talk to the movers, the shakers, the thought leaders. What do you say we finally stop focusing on brands X, Y, and Z and focus on brand me? Let's start the show. I mean, a lot of my, my, my brand values at this point are, are really about this idea of exploration and uncomfortableness and finding your way in, in something that seems empty and viewing that emptiness as potential as opposed to lack. Today's episode is brought to you by my brand, Preston Conrad Home. I would love for you to come into my world of luxury home fragrance, responsibly made here in America, all for under $50. We cut out the big box middlemen and we are bringing the finest luxury fragrance right into your home. For you guys listening today on the show, you can take 10% off of any single item on PrestonConradHome.com with the offer code BRANDME. That's PrestonConradHome.com, offer code BRANDME. Hey, everybody. On today's show, I am joined by an amazing photographer and up-and-coming creative in New York. His name is Anderson, and on Pinterest and Instagram, he is known as That Stylish Nerd. But Anderson has recently been featured in a really cool Pinterest spotlight all about how to not quit your yay job and to turn your hobby into a business. And we talk about taking risks when it comes to turning your hobby into profit, uh, that feeling of uncomfortability that you may get that can really turn into potential for you to unlock something special when it comes to a side hustle and your passion. Uh, And I think one key takeaway here is to just start doing. Uh, I loved that he brought that up and there's a lot of fear and uncomfortability in, in making that leap. So I think you'll really enjoy this episode with Anderson. Uh, Let's start the show. Anderson, hi, how are you? I'm so well. How are you, Preston? I'm good. I'm glad we're meeting face-to-face, digitally at least, because last time we met was on a clubhouse. (laughs) So only audio. (laughs) Yes, only audio. Now I can see your face. I'm so happy you are on the podcast because I think you're such a great example of what this podcast is all about, really turning your passion and your personal brand into a brand uh, and how to thrive developing your personal brand. And you're a fellow creative or a photographer, a mover and a shaker. Uh, You work a lot with Pinterest, which we'll talk about um, and this great feature that you were just uh, featured in, which I I love. But how did you tell me a bit about what you do? How would you sum yourself up and how you got to uh, perfect that craft? Well, I'm a photographer, as you kind of stated, uh, but more than anything, I would say I'm an artist. And I, I guess that's really the face of what I would consider my brand to be. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm really, you know, a bit of an entrepreneur. Uh, so I'm very multifaceted. Uh, but my passion definitely comes down to creating art and beauty and photography. Uh, so that's kind of where where my passion lies. And I I really get excited too about kind of building a whole world and brand around that. It's exciting because I I think a lot of people are just realizing now what you just said, that they want to brand themselves and create a world around who they are. And a lot of times social media for the past decade really has just been about outputs. It's like post a picture, post a picture, get the likes, get the likes. But people are just realizing, holy shit, I should kind of brand this 
and package myself. Did you do that from the beginning or were you just kind of putting out creative and then you started to figure out what your brand kind of identity was? Yeah, well, I don't know. I think especially when you're an artist or a solo creator, um, not so much as if it's a business, uh, it's yep. a much more difficult thing to really define who you are, or what your brand is. Yep. Uh, and I, I say that because, well, first of all, if you're creating art, you're kind of just creating from what you know. And, mm. uh, you know, as you keep creating, you'll eventually see patterns uh, of what you're doing uh, and say, oh, I like that. Oh, maybe that's something that I want to, you know, uh, preface in my branding. But you don't really have the objectivity you would have, uh, say, if you're creating a food brand and right. let, let's say you have a real passion for sustainability and uh, a health, healthy food. And uh, let's say you have heritage and I don't know, Greece. So you, you, you have an appreciation of uh, this sort of food. You can really use these three pillars and put it into a brand. But when it's yourself, it's just you. Uh, and that can be a really scary uh, thought process uh, because your your value starts becoming attributed uh, to yourself and to your work. You don't have this, you know, third party entity that yep. you can, it can be your baby. It's just you. Uh, so I'd say for me, it's been like kind of a natural progression and then, uh, you know, slowly defining, okay, what 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 am I? And then what do I want my brand to be? I mean, if you look at other artists, even like, I don't know. Andy Warhol is a great example. When you hear the name Andy Warhol, you think these uh, pop art, you think the Campbell soup can, uh, Madonna, you know, whatever. But there was a great exhibition, I think, at the Whitney a couple years ago. I don't know mm. if you're able to see, but it was a Warhol exhibition. And there, he has such a huge body of work. There's like gold etching and drawings and all this stuff. But you don't think right. about that. But he was such a great brander himself. Uh just watching his interviews, he's such almost a bit of a troll to the interviewers. Uh, and he really hammered down on on who he was and he really created a world around himself. And it brought him to success, even though it, it wasn't all of him that was successful, just this kind of niche, this brand. Well, it's funny, you know, he was um, ahead of the curve. You know, now the conversation is around niche, 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 um, mm-hmm. you know, really to kind of hone in on one thing. And he had such a breadth of work kind of like you. It's interesting what you mentioned about as a person branding yourself versus a product. And one mm-hmm. converse, one kind of common thread through all my guests that are branding themselves as personal brands is that they didn't really find the full key to their success until they just started being more of their authentic self in their social, their social Mm -hmm. media and being, you know, that is what's going to make brand Anderson different than brand Preston, because we're both putting out, we're both creatives. We both live in New York. We both, you know, there's a lot of similarities, I guess you could say, but we're vastly different because of who we are as people. So, um, I love that you appreciate that from the jump. Um, you did this awesome, you guys, I encourage everyone to check this out. Um, there's a Pinterest feature, Creator Spotlight, called Don't Quit Your Yay Job, which I love the cute, piffy yeah. tagline. But it's all about turning your hobby into um, a business. And talk to me a bit about how you made those steps, how you did that, turning your hobby of photography into a business. Yeah, well, again, it's like a it's a huge story. Uh, but... My hobby, I, I guess it was photography, and uh, I, I was born in the American Midwest, so I would I was taking a lot of, you know, family portraits and children and, uh, you know, weddings and 
this sort of thing. Uh, and the market there is a lot easier than the New York market. Uh, You're so a big I really, a small I, pond there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I uh, so again, it was like a journey of self discovery. I started working actually at a uh, a tech startup, which really gave me a lot of insight and knowledge on you know what branding was. Uh, so that definitely helped, and because I think generally speaking, when you think of an artist, you don't think of someone who's super brand aware, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I'm not shaming or anything, but yeah. it's definitely a huge asset I've had uh, to the success I've had so far. Uh, but anyhow, I, I created a really strong brand identity back in the Midwest. I was at all the like local markets and events and like people knew me around town and like all this stuff. And it was great. And I was really successful. Uh, and then I was like, okay, this is great, but I, I want to do this, you know, kind of big time. So it's kind of my journey, at least, has been taking the root of, of that, who, who that was, and then internationally, you know, expanding it to a larger scale that encompasses, you know, major markets, not just, you know, yep. a smaller town of 300,000 in, in America, Midwest. How'd you get to New York? New York? That's also, I didn't come here directly. I, I, I took a big risk, which I think is a big part of doing a business, calculated risk. Uh, and I, I booked a one-way ticket after dropping out of school to England because uh, I wanted to see more of the world. So I'd never actually been in a big city before until I oh went God. to an international city. <laughs> so <laughs> That's amazing. Talk, man, you yeah. do like a risk. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, a lot of my, my, my brand values at this point are, are really about this idea of exploration and uncomfortableness and finding your way in, in something that seems empty and viewing that emptiness as potential as opposed to lack. Uh, those are kind of some big themes I've been playing around with. Uh, but my visa has expired. So then you know, I came back to America, started my career in New York, and that was like October 2018. Oh, wow. So really, really not so long ago. Uh, and then the pandemic happened. So now we're in this really, I think, unique space uh, of a lot of people really, you know, not being so happy with their job. Mm -hmm. And that's where the trend comes from. The one I was featured on with Pinterest, don't quit your yay job. Because a lot of people obviously right now are quitting their day job because they're not fulfilled. They're not happy with it. And they're finding more fulfillment and happiness uh, with what makes them happy, the yay job. And it's funny, the the the, the feature I was in, it's part of a huge trend report Pinterest does every year. Yeah. Uh, where they have obviously tons of data uh, in terms of what people are searching for and who those people are, you know, uh, which also makes it a great platform for e-commerce if you're selling products. Uh, but this is one of the trends and they're all filled of puns. Like there's one that's like, lake it till you make it, uh, which is about like <laughs> uh, a predicted uh, lake vacation trend. Anyhow, uh, wow. so there's there's a lot of, of, of uh, I think, potential, especially this year, uh, for people to kind of create their, their dream job. So I think branding is an important topic. A hundred percent. I mean, we're kind of going through the great resignation, as many call it, um, as people realize what's important to them and what makes them actually happy and working for the man instead of being the man. Um, yeah. What kind of tips can you give? Because we do have a lot of listeners, I think, who 
have a yay job. It's definitely not mm-hmm. their day job. They they like maybe they like their day job. They like go, uh, being on Zoom with other people. They like going into meetings. But there's that ticking passion that's kind of pulsing out and maybe they're thinking about turning it into something profitable. What are the first steps kind of someone could take into t- to making their hobby into something that is a profit machine yeah. a little bit? Well, I, I guess it depends. I mean, obviously selling product is a lot different than doing something with your skill. Yeah. Let's with say it's product- skill. Let's say it's skill related because I think that's something, you know, not everyone's making up a um, almond butter in their basement and starting a food brand, right? I think a lot of people realize they're maybe good at something and thinking that people may pay them for that service. Maybe if it's a photographer, a makeup artist, something like that. Yeah. Well, I think there's like two key things. First of all is just start doing things. I think a a lot of the, uh, the, the big fear is, you know, they, they're just too scared to start. Uh, And that's the, the biggest waste of time for me because what if you discover that you really love doing that, but as soon as you start turning into something that you're depending on for money, you're not so happy by it anymore, right. yep. or you don't have the dedication to get better at it, uh, and you're, you're you're not as you know skilled as you think you are, which is not not a problem. You can always work and get better at anything, but if you yeah. don't have the dedication to do that and seek perfection in something you're trying to build a career out of, it's kind of pointless. Mm. Uh, but if you want to keep doing that for fun, like 100%, but, you know, taking it on as a career is a, a whole different, uh, a whole different ball game. Uh, yeah. the, the other thing is, I think, similar to kind of that, that fear is uh, you're afraid of what people think about you, which... I was going to say that I feel like the fear, maybe not even be, would be in me, it would be in, because everything's in such a bubble right now, you have to be so public about what you do, that mm. I'm always, I'm afraid of the <laughs> the other people, well, you know, me not so much anymore, but because I've been online for so long, but a lot of people are nervous about what people will think. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's also because I think we're in a climate right now in terms of like mass content, like so much content has to be produced hmm. uh, to even get traction, yeah. which I have a, a, a bit of a love hate relationship with because my profession as a uh, you know photographer, it's all about for me at least quality and creating you know artwork. Yeah. Uh, but at the same moment, I can't you know crank out like a machine artwork so it's it's about you know getting more inventive in terms of how can i still create content that's going to get traction but still has that for me refined level of 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 quality uh so i think it can be daunting when you're starting out especially if you're very passionate that you want everything to be perfect and you're you're afraid that someone in your feed is going to judge you because it's not the top quality or yep whatever but the truth of the matter is you you don't have feedback of any sort until you start putting work out content out you know so you i mean i wouldn't be afraid so much of oh is this good is it bad put it out there see how it responds to your 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 audience your niche if if that's what you're working on yeah and see what jives with you see what jives with them see where that uh middle ground is and then really thinking about, okay, what makes me happy? What am I going to want to create? Yeah. Uh, 
because a lot of the times you won't even find out you love doing something until you accidentally stumble upon it. And to get so uh, tunnel visioned on something that you think you like or you have a vision in your head, there's value in that. But I would say there's more value in experimenting and playing around and maybe falling into something that you didn't even know was there. I think being too tunnel visioned is bad. It's kind of what happened with me. You know, if you were to ask me what people would have thought my brand that I launched would have been, they would have assumed something in apparel, accessories, mm. menswear. And when I launched Home Fragrance, people were like, huh? And yeah. I'm like, it's something that I've been passionate about and as a hobby and discovering luxury fragrance. So it was kind of unexpected, but it's something that I felt most passionate about and didn't kind of conform to what my audience thought I was going to do. You talked a little bit about, this is interesting because I, I saw that I've gotten back onto TikTok and mm you know, I fall down these like rabbit holes. Um, and I saw this guy post last night, this thing about, he feels that the new trend for 2022 is less output. Cause a lot of these TikTok trends say post three to five times a day. Mm. This is how you grow. And I think a lot of people are feeling what you just mentioned that they want to be more thoughtful about their outputs. Um, still maybe not be as perfect. What do you think about the, the, the difference between Instagram and TikTok outputs, like it's so less perfect and less polished on TikTok. Do you find, do you, do you use it? Do you find it helpful to grow your personal brand versus Instagram? I mean, TikTok, I have oof, a bit of a, I don't have a problem with. Let's not say we're picking a fight it's, with it. It's a hot button but, issue, TikTok. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm still, okay, look, I'm kind of on the cusp, but I was born in the 90s. I know what it's like not to have like a phone in my hand since I was two years old. Yeah. Uh, and I like, I still don't understand completely TikTok the way that, you know, people like five years younger than me do. Totally. Uh, I just don't personally understand the, the, the form of content. Like I, I, I would like, some of them are really amusing. I'll I'll say that, but I would I have never found myself just at night, you know, s- scrolling through it. It's just not my thing. I don't know if it's like my age or or just my interest. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's really exhausting. I I have really veered away from it because I don't have the bandwidth to put out three to five a day, even three to five a week. I mean, it's video content. It's not like you're posting an image. It's video that takes a lot more effort to produce content. Uh, Whereas Instagram, I I personally prefer because it's more editorial. But this is a big point, I think, to anyone looking to start creating their brand is what is the goal of your social media pages and what audience do you want to reach? Obviously, if you're selling a product, you want to get those impressions because you want more opportunity for people to convert Uh, But for me on Instagram, I don't have like thousands of followers, but the people who do follow me is more important because I have important creative directors on there. I have important celebrity talent on there uh, that follow me because of my work. So for me, there's more value in posting content there that's Mm. going to, you know, I don't want to say appease these people, uh, but that they're going to relate to more than having 100,000 followers of 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 people who want to know photo tips. That's not the point for my Instagram. But Pinterest, for example, I, I think I have like around 55,000 followers. Oh my God, really? Followers. Yeah. So yeah. I have to tell you, I'm like you on TikTok. Like I don't get, I use Pinterest as a creative director at my agency. I use Pinterest mm-hmm. religiously. All my boards I think that I have are really private, are private because I use yeah. them as 
inspo for mood boards or pitches, but can you dive in a little bit to what Pinterest, how it's such a game changer for someone like you or why you're able to scale and grow so quickly there? Like what am I, I think I'm missing something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think at least for me, the big thing is the audience is super inherently engaged. People are going yeah. there for ideas. Uh, whereas on somewhere like Instagram or TikTok, you have the whole world there. You have people with meme accounts. You have, you know, photographers like me. You have cooking videos, literally anything. Uh, but Pinterest is really a lot more about, okay, people are going here. They want to, like, why do you, why do you when you're looking for inspiration, what do you, you're looking for I'm, yeah, it's funny. Inspired. I mean, it's funny. I mean, just hearing myself say it, it's it's basically like how everyone's saying, get niche, get niche. Pinterest has always been fucking niche in what, yeah. whatever niche you want it to be, right? Like yeah. I usually go there looking for set design for a campaign or color inspiration for a brand kit or model yeah. art direction to give to a photographer. Like I'm very specific, but I get it every time <laughs> from yeah, Pinterest. That, I always find that, it. Yeah, that's why I think it's so powerful. Uh, and you have to think also with this trend report I was kind of featured in, this is why they have they have so much data because people, when they search it and they get it, that's just, that's a win for them. You know, they're not saving things that they don't find yep. useful. Whereas opposed on Instagram, I feel like I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling and just my, almost mindlessly uh, liking content to, you know, maybe support my friends or, oh, that's a pretty image, but it kind of, disappears Pinterest, I feel like there's more of a, an engagement just inherently because of the way the platform is. So created. what is it like to have followers on Pinterest? Like, I don't even like, I, you know, my agent would probably yell at me for like being like, I don't care. I never even knew. I, I don't even care about, <laughs> but like, uh, what's that community like? Cause I know the community on Instagram and I trust them. The community on TikTok, I'm scared of because they're really troll heavy and they just say really rogue things what's the yeah. community like on pinterest i mean so far i've i've been on the platform for about a year now uh oh, wow you grew fast yeah very uh very fortunate i don't know i don't know lucky i'm not sure but i mean i i think my my content is of high quality so that probably helps uh yeah. uh but it's been very supportive very you know everyone people talk to each other they're all trying to inspire and, and help each other and learning something, which I think is great. I've yeah. only received a couple kind of negative comments before. Uh, and I, I think it was a, I was doing one on like, I, I was using like under eye concealer or something because I have horrible bags. Oh, me too. And, and some, some guy was like, oh, God help us. What does the world come to? Oh. But that's like, that's like the only one that sticks out in my mind. Everything else has been super supportive that and i get a lot of uh please send me timothy chalamet's number because you look like him <laughs> you do look like timothy chalamet that's amazing <laughs> yeah so but no really really good supportive community so far and it, it's really uh the growth of the platform as well as is, is in especially in like the past year it's, totally. it's, it's, it's incredible so I, I, if you're looking for uh anyone listening and looking for like a new platform to look into i would definitely you know look into pinterest uh, especially if you're e-commerce uh based i think it's a great you can integrate uh, i think through shopify yeah we uh, did that i i ran a test on um because you know advertising on instagram and facebook and meta or whatever it's not what it used to be for product mm -hmm. i mean a it costs way more 
and it's so heavily saturated and you have to spend so much more. So I got an email from some Pinterest rep that was like, hey, you should run an ad on Pinterest. I'm like, I guess it, I do have cute packaging and it's visually stimulating. Let me try it. It outperformed all of the Instagram stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think also it makes sense to buy something on Pinterest. Uh, like you're going there, you're looking for inspiration for your new home, your yep. new clothing, whatever. And then, oh, look, this is a product that pretty decently matches what I was searching for. I'd love to buy that. Great. It makes sense. Cool. Whereas yeah. on Instagram, like I feel like shopping was almost randomly introduced. I like, kind of, it doesn't were, feel right to me. Does it feel right to I you? It, it, I don't under, like, why is it there almost, you know, like I, I, I'm convinced it was a psychological ploy when they swapped the, the, the like button on the bottom right to the, the, With the uh, shop button uh, because people have been tapping there for their likes intuitively for 10 years. And that's going to magically turn into a shopping cart. I have to be honest. I have been on Instagram for a decade now, I think 2012. Um, and I, it's a big part of my living. I've never used the shop button before no. on Instagram. <laughs> I've never, never used it. <laughs> never used it. It doesn't make sense. Uh, it's just come. It just like they added it in there because they want to make money. But uh, I mean, good for them. I guess if it works, I guess some people are. Yeah. <laughs> purchasing things. I don't know. I've never purchased something. Yeah, same. What was it like when you first started monetizing your hobby as a business, your skills as a photographer? Um, what did that look like for those listening who maybe do have a service similar to yours or something where they're like, let me put my toe in the water. I'm nervous to take someone's money. There's that whole fear around charging for the first time. What was that like? Let me think. I mean, the first time I charged for money was probably doing family portraits. Yeah. Uh, or, or something like this. So it's a really relatable time charging for a portrait because it's like you're getting used, to, you're really getting to use your skill with real people. Um, mm -hmm. what was I would like? say portraits one of the one of the more scary ones because you're uh, worried about feedback from that individual person. Whereas what I do now, it's usually much more of a process. You know, you have you know an agency and a client, and they're there and they see the photo and they're able to provide feedback, mm. uh, and it's very much a little bit like a machine in advertising, at least. Uh, but when you're dealing with actual people, it's a lot more intimate and, and real. And it, I think it's a lot scarier. Mm -hmm. So if that's where you're, you're working, it's just, you have to be confident enough in your skill set. Uh, and also go, go for clients that are in your, your uh, bandwidth, you know, that's not saying don't grow and don't work to or strive to be better. But, you know, if you don't have any experience, don't over promise, your client, all these things, because then you're setting yourself up for failure almost, you know, start in your comfort zone. What can you do? And then slowly build with each client or, you know, whatever that is for you. Yeah. Uh, slowly build what, with your skill set and always, you know, I mean, the Internet's full of, of videos and tips and everything. Always research, try to learn, grow, maybe get a part time job somewhere that's similar uh, in your field. That's how I got into fashion. I got a uh, a part-time job at a photo studio, which oh, I wow. never before that worked with uh, lighting or, you know, any professional equipment, really. It was just me and my camera. Uh, and then there I learned, you know, what it's like on a professional set, uh, just watching how things work, you know, how to use the photo equipment, just being there and seeing and experiencing. And there, that's a really low-risk way to 
learn because I'm not really responsible for anything. I'm assisting at a photo studio. I just kind of do yeah. what the, the whoever my boss is in that situation says. Uh, but at the same moment, you get to look and watch. And if you're really using the full advantage of that, so you could also have that job and be bored in the corner and sit and do nothing. Totally. But if you use it to your advantage, that's a great way. It's about being, you know, uh, there's another constant thread. A lot of people like you, self-starters, entrepreneurs, kind of this narrative around doing the most you can to become an expert in what you want to be known for. Um, and that's a very good tip is this kind of put yourself, maybe it, maybe it's just a, an actual part-time job, but putting yourself in the right environment just to be mm-hmm. surrounded by learning and education. And you can be a bit of a sponge that way. Yeah. Well, I think it's a bit weird right now because especially also double-edged sword, you know, with the internet, like people can be experts in things, which... Yeah, but people they... call BS. I think now from what I'm seeing with brands and maybe, you know, of, of the creators and the talent they mm-hmm. hire, they want to know that you know what the hell you're doing, that you're not some influencer who's just a quote influencer that is like a chef, but really doesn't... Yeah know any you know i have friends that are like chef chefs that now because of it have become creators on instagram like the expertise drove the brand of the personal brand absolutely and that's a huge trend in not just creator or influencer marketing but actual advertising Mm -hmm. as well Uh, i know past six months but i think especially in the next year there's going to be a lot more uh people uh, yeah. in advertisements as opposed to models, but people who, who do something, uh, you know, like, like your friend, that's a chef, you know, maybe yep. they're in a, a ad for Ikea or something yep. using totally. the dishware. I don't know. <laughs> no, I love that. I think we want to identify with people that we believe in now more than ever after this last couple of years of crazy misinformation in the media and seeing random people. And what's, um, we're all, man, we're almost out of time. You're a good talker. I could talk to you forever. <laughs> What's next for your personal brand, Anderson? Well, I don't, I, I'm in a bit of, it's been a very transitory year, I think for me, there's been a lot of growth. So whenever there's kind of a exciting period of growth, there's always a little bit of questioning. Yeah, I'm always. To, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm looking forward to uh, the next couple of weeks. I'm taking it really uh, slow. Mm-hmm. Uh with the holidays and everything. And I want to take some time to breathe and get some air because December for me has been, whew, I've yeah. gotten not much <laughs> downtime. So uh, I'm really looking forward to kind of reevaluating everything, seeing where we're at and then, you know, kind of charting the next uh, step forward. But uh, I think I've, I, I mean, I have a, a solid list of goals okay. uh, for the year, uh, but uh, just really, you know, solidifying on on everything i've been building the past couple years amazing and then um a question i love to ask everybody is in all different fields is there a personal branding moment of what you thought was failure that actually ended up really being a branding uh success for you when it came to building your personal brand yeah i mean i i think it, you, it's easy to view things as a failure when you put so much work into something yep. uh, and you've put hours and tears and, you know, whatever else. And then you realize that it's just not, not working or it's not going to work or there's some issue or you've made a mistake 
whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have to have a, a certain self awareness to to be able to cut that uh, and be like, oh well, that happened, uh, and then move forward. I think that's a huge credit to any entrepreneur or creator. Uh, and an important thing to know and recognize uh, so you don't run in circles uh, and it might, it's really painful. Uh, uh, but I think that's probably the, the biggest yeah. thing that you can learn from, even if it seems like a huge failing. Yeah. You got to just keep head down, keep trudging on us creatives kind of, it never really leaves our blood. So <laughs> we need yeah. to just keep it moving. Um, man, we're out of time. How can everybody find you and follow you on your a, your crazy Pinterest journey that I'm about to go stalk you on, but B, sure. on Instagram and all that stuff. Yeah, so all my handles, which if you can, branding tip, try to make all your handles the same. People make it much easier to find you. You can find me on all the platforms at That Stylish Nerd. Uh, I, I Again, my platforms are very different. So Pinterest is more like photo tips. I'm getting a little bit <laughs> into travel if ah. we, we get through this without a, another lockdown. <laughs> yep. um, uh, so that's that's fun. It's very educational, informative. Uh, Instagram is more editorial, more of my work. TikTok, to be confirmed. You'll get there. <laughs> I have to tell you, though, since I got back on TikTok, I went up 38,000 followers in one week. Because of two videos that went viral that I had. I was just like bored and was like, let me just post on TikTok. One of them has a million point two views and the other ones. So congrats. Thanks. I'm old as the hills. So if I can get into it and figure it out, I would just say play with it because it's fueling growth on everything else for me. So I'm seeing it, if anything, as an interesting thing there. I'm still not sold on it because the kids scare the shit out of me on TikTok. Yeah. But um, <laughs> if I leave you with one thing, it's that maybe play around on TikTok a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to be more committed. <laughs> I love it. Well, Anderson, thank you so much. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. For more on the show, you can find us on Instagram at brandmepodcast or at Preston Conrad. Be sure, of course, to rate, review, and subscribe and share on social. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next week.